Hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Birthday boy. <laughs> I like that. It makes me feel young. Happy birthday, Carl. Oh, thank you. I'm the birthday boy. I love it. I love it. Thank you. It's made my day. Now, if you are to dine out at different restaurants, you'll find that different restaurants have different menus. And not all restaurants give you the choice of steak or marinated pork ribs. The good ones do. The Lone Star does. Why would you want to go anywhere else? So not all restaurants give you the choice of a moist, medium-rare succulent steak or sticky ribs. But you'll be hard-pressed to find a restaurant that doesn't give you a choice of bread. You see, bread is a staple of life, and everybody likes bread. And poor people, if they have anything to eat, it would be most likely bread, and rich people they also enjoy bread. Everybody likes a bit of bread, don't they? Yeah. Especially with a little bit of butter on it. The French have croissants. The Mexicans, they have tacos. In India, they have naan bread. In Pakistan, they have roti. In every culture, you'll find like a type of bread that's significant to that nation. And I did a little bit of research in our rice-eating Filipinos also have a national bread, and it is called pandesal. I hope I said that right. <laughs> I did, I got to know pandesal. Our fellow South Africans, I had one of these a few years ago when I was there, the bunny chow. That's where you get the, your, your own loaf of bread and they fill it with curry and uh, violeta donkey, very good. And they also have another bread known as vetcook, and I don't know if I said that right, but. Uh, they have also have their own national bread. And our whānau, the indigenous people of our land, they have a beautiful bread known as rewena. And um, it is beautiful. And we'll take that as our own national bread. <laughs> bread is a staple to our diets, and you will find a variety of bread in every culture. And life would be dull without bread. No bread. No pizza, no bread, no hamburgers, no bread, no suvalaki. And for us Christians, what would we do after church on a Sunday without hot chicken and buns? We would be lost, wouldn't we, without our hot chicken and buns. Uh, but I love bread, and, and even just fresh hot bread with butter is delicious. And, when Lisa and myself were just newly married, uh, we went over to Central Otago where my brother was living at the time. And he made us a sandwich for lunch. And Lisa opened up, she goes, oh, I've got a cheese sandwich. But when she bit into it, it wasn't thick slices of cheese, it was thick slices of butter. <laughs> and she didn't like it. And I don't know why. <laughs> I love bread and butter. 
And uh, everybody will have their own favourite bread, is that right? Yes. You just think of your favourite bread right now. Well, my favourite bread is shibata. And I love yes. shibata and butter. But even better, hot shibata with garlic butter. Look at this. Oh. Can it get any better than that? Well, it can. Shibata with medium rare steak. Yeah. <laughs> Got a caramelized onion, barbecue sauce, aioli. Oh. Yeah, don't cook that steak too long. I have a little bit of life in it. Mm. I tell you what, you'll forget your name. Where you are, what you're doing. <laughs> I'm lost. But we are in a sermon series at the moment called Who Is This Jesus? Unlike you and I who are constantly wrestling with our own identity and our calling and purpose, Jesus knows exactly who he is and what he is called to do. Jesus offers us symbols, images, pictures and clues for our benefit so that we may begin to understand and comprehend who he is. In the Gospel of John, Jesus gives us not one, but seven I am statements. They help us to understand not only who he is, but also what he wants to be for us. And the title of today's message is Bread from Heaven. You see, Jesus came as the bread from heaven. And Jesus came to give life to this world and life to you and I. So let's go to John 6, verse 32 to 35. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. And there's the title of my message today, Bread from Heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread, always. And Jesus said to them, here's the I am statement, I am the bread of life. That's the first I am statement. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. The first of Jesus' great I am statements is, I am the bread of life. He is the bread of life, and he is the bread of life that has come down from heaven for us. He is not the potato, he is not the rice, he is the bread. And I think it's remarkable that we can understand that in every culture of the world. After World War II, there was an orphanage looking after orphans, and I guess they've seen and experienced some dramatic things, and obviously they've lost their parents. But they were having trouble with these orphans uh, sleeping at night. They, they wouldn't sleep through the night, they would get upset, they were very unsettled. And so they met with a psychologist who suggested that they give them a, a, a big slice of bread or a big wedge of bread to hold in their hand when they went to bed at night. And remarkably, that piece of bread brought security to them because they knew that they had food for the next day. And there was security and strength 
and the bread. And uh, for us, Jesus is our bread of life. Yes. And I know for me, um, Jesus has brought peace to my life. Amen. And uh, I think back to when I was a non-Christian, I was um, always uh, had some unrest and I wasn't at ease and I was unsettled and I always had a, a level of un anxiety and and uh, when I came to know the bread from heaven, Jesus, it's brought peace into my life, a supernatural peace. And, and then isn't it incredible that these orphans experience peace yeah. by simply holding onto a piece of bread as they slept through the night? When Jesus makes the statement, I am the bread of life, he is at the peak of his ministry. He has just fed the 5,000 men plus women and children with the five loaves of bread and the two fish. A miracle has just taken place. And these people want to make him king, force him into being king. They, they love the salted fish and the bread and they want to make him king. At the time, uh, the Romans um, were giving out bread because um, there was a lot of poverty, a lot of welfare needed, and they called this bread peace bread. But what actually happened is they couldn't keep up with the demand of, of all the people wanting this, and so they stopped. And now Jesus comes along and he feeds the people, and uh, they love that, and they want to make him king. But Jesus does what Jesus does best, and he just slips away from the crowd. And then he tells his disciples to hop on a boat and sail across the sea to the other side. And... It gets crazy here. Jesus walks on the water in the midst of a, of a storm and uh, speaks to the storm, hops in the boat, and they sail over to the other side together. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy when you follow the life of Jesus. But the next day, the crowds of people are looking for Jesus, and they see that him and the disciples are gone, and they must kind of uh, try and work out where he's gone. And anyway, they all hop in boats, and they sail across to the other side where they find Jesus. And when they find Jesus, Jesus speaks up. And this is John 6, verse 26 and 27. Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Jesus sees the very intentions of our heart. And he knows that these people are only following him or free food. Do not labour for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on you, on him. Uh, earlier this week, I, w I was in our pantry, and um, there was a sultana loaf, and it had been there a very long time. And it had dried out. And I don't like wasting food, but this was dry. And uh, I was thinking, could you put yogurt with it, custard with it? Nah, this is no good. And so I threw it out on our front lawn. And, and, <laughs> and all day, and all day, the birds were flying in and out and eating of the sultana loaf. And you'd often look out and there'd be six or a dozen little birds there. And over the course of the day, they ate that whole satana loaf. And the next day, there was no birds. You see, these birds 
weren't coming into my yard because they liked me or they cared about me. They were only coming in for free food. And so that's a picture of what has happened here. Jesus has got crowds following him, but not for the right reason. They're only following him for what he can do for them and what he can give them. And we can follow Jesus or go to church for the wrong reasons. You know, we could just go to church for the food. I mean, at youth on a Tuesday night and then at Fusion on a Saturday night, uh, once a month there's always food and uh, people can just come along for the food. Or maybe you can have a businessman that just comes along to church for business connections. Or maybe you could have the young guy that uh, only comes to church because he likes the girl. These things can happen. Uh, we can also uh, have a, a relationship with Jesus just so that he can be our fire insurance. You know, not enough of Jesus that we change, but just enough that we stay out of hell. And we can also uh, have Jesus in our life because we see him like a sugar daddy, like somebody that will provide for our needs, but we don't have to change. We're not really wanting a strong relationship. We just want him to provide and to give to us. You see, these people wanted the miracle, but they didn't want Jesus the miracle giver. Let's follow Jesus because he, uh, let's not just follow him because he can keep our bellies full. Jesus sees the very motives and intentions of our heart. To what degree do you hunger and thirst for his will in your life? There was once a man called Henry Martin. And he was a Cambridge scholar, an educated, intelligent man. And he was engaged to marry the love of his life, and this woman's name was Lydia. But then, one Sunday morning when he was in church, there was a missionary from India speaking. And it touched his heart, and, and he stirred on the inside as this missionary talked about the great mission field of India and the need for more missionaries to go there to preach the gospel and the good news of the kingdom of God and to set people free and to see Christianity grow in that nation. His heart burned with passion and, and fire to go to India. And he felt the call of God come upon him. And then he went and he went and saw Lydia. And he said, Lydia, in a few months' time, we're going to be married. Once we're married... Will you join me and sail to India where we can preach the gospel and make disciples and reveal the kingdom of God? And she says, Henry, if there's one place in the world where I do not want to go, it's India. I am not interested in going to India and I will not go to India with you. Well, Henry Martin was grieved. And he went away and he was praying. And he was praying this prayer. Lord, is it Lydia or India? Is it Lydia or India? What's it to be? Am I to marry Lydia or am I going to India? And suddenly it dawned on him that his prayer wasn't so much Lydia or India. It was Lydia 
for the will of God. Wow. And with that, he said goodbye to Lydia and he sailed off to India. And he got a fever and he died at the age of 31, but not before he had translated the New Testament into three languages. God used that intelligent mind in a great mighty way to bring the New Testament and the good news to India. I mean, he's a hero. This was in the early 1800s and he was a guy that was willing to make Jesus Christ Lord and to serve his world. Are we following Jesus today for the benefits or because he is our Lord? Do you only pray for God to change your circumstances, provide for what is temporal, or do you pray that God would bring change to your soul which is eternal? Are you bold enough to pray, God, change my heart, God, teach me your ways? Do whatever you want to do in my life so that I may learn and change. Lord, above all things, I seek your wisdom, your will, and your kingdom. Jesus didn't come for the purpose of meeting your desires. Jesus came to reveal the kingdom of God and to change your desires. And God has called us all to be missionaries. And most of you like me, have been called to the Canterbury Plains to be missionaries here where the gospel is needed and people need to be reached with the good news of Jesus Christ. Can I get Mel up now? Bread is a theme that goes right through the Bible. God fed the people of Israel with manna or bread from heaven in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we see that Jesus is born in Bethlehem, which is known as the house of bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life, the bread that comes from heaven. He even tells us in the Lord's Prayer to pray, Father, give us this day our daily bread. And probably one of the most significant places or, or things for us is communion. And there's two emblems that we have when we take communion, it's the bread and the fruit from the vine. And uh, isn't it incredible that there's bread even there when we take communion? And that's something that's holy and dear to us. And so when Jesus said that he was the bread from heaven, the crowd really struggled to comprehend that because they knew his parents. But Jesus is 100% the son of man born into a family with an earthly lineage. But I want us to understand, he is also the Son of God and yes. full deity given to us from our Father in heaven, given to us as, the, as, as for life and fulfillment and for goodness. He's food for our souls. And could I get the people on communion now to hand out those emblems, please? Jesus came not just to give bread, but to be bread. And the word Saviour in the Bible is used 33 times. But the word Lord is used over 400 times. Which one's more important? Lord. 
So Saviour is used 33 times, Lord is used over 400 times. That's the most important one. And when we gather around the communion table, what do we call that table? The Lord's table. And so it's about Lordship when we take communion. And so, to what degree do you hunger and thirst for His will in your life? When we partake of communion, we do not come around a Saviour's table, it's the Lord's table. When Jesus is Lord, you walk through the open door and you worship Him at the closed door. When Jesus is Lord, He is Lord of the yes and He is Lord of the no. When Jesus is Lord, you say yes to the people He brings to you and you say no to the people who you know are not good for you. Jesus is either Lord of all or is not Lord at all. So let's examine our hearts today and let's remember that Jesus is the bread from heaven that came down to be broken for us. And every provision that we need or require today is in his broken body. We have forgiveness of sins because of Jesus. We have new life because of Jesus. We have freedom from curse, rejection, shame because of Jesus' broken body. If you need healing today, there is healing in the body of Jesus Christ that was broken for us. Jesus is our provision. He is the bread that has come down from heaven for us to provide for us. And so every provision is in the bread today. And I always say it's good to remember. We do this in remembrance. And something I like to do is remember where I came from. Remember that there was a time where I was lost. I was confused. I was an alcoholic. I was far from God. But since I've come to know God, I have peace. I have joy. I'm settled because of Jesus Christ in my life. And it's good to remember these things. But as we examine ourselves today, ask yourself, is there any areas in my heart or in my life that are unsurrendered to the Lord that is requiring today? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your provision that you are the bread of life and that you are the bread that came down from heaven. And Lord, we praise you, we honour you, we worship you, and we declare your Lordship in this place. And Lord, right now, we want to examine our hearts. We want to ex examine even the motives of our being, Lord, and uh, surrender our lives afresh to you and declare that you are Lord of our life. In Jesus' name, you may take those in.